0: Welcome to the Inspectations Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird, CEO of the Abley Group. In business, one of the most difficult tasks a leader must do is find
1: a way to inspect what they expect.
0: Too often, great businesses fail or managers lose their way because they were operating based on expectations that they had not yet inspected. The Inspectations Podcast brings together business leaders from all industries to talk about best practices, innovation, leadership, and business development. You're listening to the Inspectations Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird.
1: Welcome back to the Inspectations Podcast, where we inspect what we expect. Today's a pretty exciting topic and a great guest. Becoming a really good friend of mine. I keep saying that. I keep making all these friends. But Lucas, you and I, you know, have gotten to know each other over the last year or so. I have uh, Lucas Stacy from HubSpot on as my guest today. Welcome, Lucas.
0: Thanks, Justin. Super happy to be here. Always a pleasure to get to jam with you, sir, and uh, honored to be a guest today.
1: Yeah, I mean, this has been uh, pretty neat. You uh, do a lot to help, uh, Tag, and what we do with HubSpot, how we help some of our clients. I'd argue you're one of our secret weapons that we don't uh, talk too much about, but uh, now the world is going to get to know all about you.
0: <laughs> well, uh you know, maybe I'll have to assume my secret identity next time I go out in public after this blows up, you know?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, <clears throat> Lucas, um, you know, the Able Group, we started working with HubSpot uh, several years ago. You came on recently. Um, tell me a, a little bit about you know, what is HubSpot? What What do you guys do? Yeah.
0: So HubSpot at its core <clears throat> is really a CRM platform. So it has all the tools for the front office management of a company or an organization whether that's the marketing team, sales side, content management, customer service. You know, we really want to be able to allow folks to manage their day-to-day operations from a single platform, have a single source of truth and help them hit the ground running. And the real power here is how all of those things work in concert together, because we think about businesses and the silos they tend to fall into, right? You know, marketing tries to drum up and bring those leads in. Sales then goes and hits the ground running, tries to close that business. Then the operations team's trying to help you know, prospects and customers receive all of the value that the sales team promised them. And unfortunately, what happens is it's a pretty disjointed process. It makes for a tough customer experience for the end user, but also it limits the efficiency of the company and the organization itself. So what HubSpot's all about is bringing those things all in together in a single platform, and help create some synergy across all those different functions within an organization.
1: Yeah. And it is a lot of synergy. There is a lot of functionality. You know, HubSpot continues to add new features and benefits uh, to those that are using it. And so, you know, tell me a little bit about your role and how you attempt to bring all of those different areas of business, you know, together.
0: Yeah, my role at HubSpot's a pretty unique one. So I'm what's called a channel account manager. And what's great about that is when somebody comes and uses the HubSpot platform, you know, we're well known for our tremendous customer service, our support, our academy, all of those wonderful resources for folks. And now as a customer, you get that out of the box. Everybody does. But the real benefit of working with an organization like TAG is now you have this expert agency to help work alongside you develop that strategy, help you really kind of have the best experience, make the most of those tools. But then my role as a channel account manager is kind of an overlay across both of those things. So not only do you have HubSpot, you have Tag, but you have this person that's really bridging the gap between those two entities, making sure everything's aligned and delivering the best possible outcomes we can for these companies.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's true. I mean, you do bridge a lot of gaps. You help out where, you know, maybe we don't have expertise or, you know, even just to help give ideas and bounce um, bounce things off of. So that's, you know, certainly helpful to us. And you know, your role before you came to HubSpot, uh, you had, you know, pretty, uh, pretty interesting, you know, start to your career as well. You know, what, what brought you to, to HubSpot? How'd you get started?
0: Are we going all the way back to the paperboy days, Justin, or should I uh, <laughs> keep keep the marketing focused? Uh, so I my first job out of college was an e-commerce manager for a B2B footwear company. You know, it's a situation where you never think you're going to be selling high-end children's shoes when you grow up, but it's funny how the ball bounces sometimes. And that's where I started out, but it taught me a lot because It was the first time we were kind of transitioning from selling into these mom and pop boutiques to moving into a direct consumer sale. Uh, How are we going to build that brand awareness with our end users rather than the relationship based selling we've been doing to mom and pop boutiques. And through that process, not only did I learn a lot, love those guys to death, still chat with them all the time. um, But I really discovered this passion for marketing and being able to use data and statistics to make really informed and important decisions when you have a finite budget, but we need to maximize the return on our investment on some of these things. Sure. And through that, it uh, it led to some conversations with a couple of friends who own a marketing agency. I decided it was a point in my career where I wanted to really jump in with both feet and spend all my time in the marketing space, grew the sales team there. We had a lot of success and a bunch of fun, uh, but I had only kind of worked with mom and pop you know, smaller family-run businesses through that period of my career. And I wanted something a little bit bigger. So I moved over to a managed service provider, really helped me get more familiar with a lot of the um, reselling type activities, you know, but it was just more on the MSP side. So reselling for IBM or for security organizations. And they were acquired about uh, six or eight months ago. And when they got acquired, I had recently completed my MBA. And it just kind of seemed like an inflection point where, hey, there's some uncertainty here about how this acquisition is going to go. The MBA was a personal inflection point. I was like, man, if I wanted to just go spend some time anywhere, where would it be? And HubSpot was the only place I applied for. I really loved it. All of the tools, the organization, the culture, just thought it would be a great fit. And looking back on it, you know, six, seven months later, I got to tell you, I'm really happy. I did. It's, it's been a great experience so far.
1: Absolutely. Well, similar to to you, HubSpot's come a long way. Uh, you you touched on it briefly a moment ago, saying that you know at the at its base, HubSpot is a CRM. You know at at your you know core, you're a marketer and a, and a sales guy. Um, you know how you know do you talk about HubSpot as you know more than a CRM as a platform, and why does it become so important to companies?
0: Well, I think it's uh kind of an unfortunate misuse of the term over the years, right? Because the term CRM stands for customer relationship management. And somehow along the way, we started to think of it only as a sales tool, but that's only a modicum of what it actually is. It's a very diverse set of software to manage that customer experience. So where HubSpot really stands out, I think is sure, it is a really tremendous sales tool. But then once we also consider the marketing automation and how are our marketing teams implementing these things? How is our customer service team interacting with end users? We're delighting them. We're turning them into promoters for our brands so that they're passing those referrals along. They're upselling, mm-hmm. cross-selling, all those beautiful things. You know, HubSpot as a CRM platform goes back to that more holistic approach where we're looking at the entire life cycle of that prospect or that customer. We're not thinking of it only as a sales function. And where that starts to become the most powerful that it can be is by having everyone in this single platform, we're tracking that customer from before they have any idea who we are and they're just kind of Googling us and it's the first time they landed on our page to they're a three-year customer. We have every interaction with them stored in this database. And by the way, we also have all the interactions with the folks that never became customers too. So now we have this really powerful tool set that we can use to inform our business decisions and identify, Hey, that's working really well. Let's do more of these things that's driving revenue for our business. And we thought this was going to work, but it turned out to not be that great. We're going to stop spending money and time on this stuff and and go invest more in those things that are. And it's just so wonderful when a business can kind of sit back and empirically look at some of these things and and inform those choices rather than just making an educated guess. You know?
1: Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right there because, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, I always—I mean, when when we're talking to customers or especially prospects, it's like, "Well, this is the way it's always been done before. And this is what we've always done." And you're like, "Well, okay, you've had success, and it's actually in spite of you, instead of you know, because of what you've done, um, it, you know, whether that be their customer service, their product disappear, you know, whatever it is, it is so funny how many times we talk to to people and. Uh, it's actually they're having success in spite of themselves
0: it's it's so true. Uh, you know, and it's it's really a reflection of how good they do the thing right. that they're doing, right? Like they're so excellent at that component that maybe some of the other things aren't operating at the level that they should, but they're able to achieve success anyway because they're tremendous at their good or their service. there's right. a, a quote you've probably heard me use before, but is worth repeating any chance I get. So I'm going to drop it here too. And it's from a gentleman named John Wanamite Maker who had a bunch of retail stores. And he said, 50% of my advertising budget is wasted. The trouble is I don't know which half. And a tool like HubSpot or really any CRM that's worth its salt is going to help you stop making those educated guesses and, and start making strategic business decisions.
1: Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it's interesting because you and I jump into the weeds really quickly because we've been, you know, in, in, into this uh, for a while, right? Your background previously, now you're there at HubSpot actually, you know, doing a lot of the work. I've been, you know, selling things and doing things, you know, for years, we started TAG in, in its current form in 2014. And, you know, before that, I'd, I'd failed a couple of different business going all the way back to 2008. So, it, I can talk a lot about my mistakes and I can see, you know, where, Oh man, I wish I had done this or I'd wish I had done that. And, you know, when we talk to customers now and especially prospects um, you know, all my passion comes out, your passion, you know, comes out when you and I talk and sometimes it's really hard to sit, stand back and be like, okay, let's, let's take a, let's take a moment and, and think about some milestones that, you know, hearing what you just said, uh, uh, you know, customer data or prospect data that goes back three years and keeping track of every single thing. And they're like, well, I'm still managing my stuff by, by spreadsheets or worse notes or, or even worse than that. I, it, we had one, you know, group that was managing it by, uh, calendar entries and, um, you know, had to go back and manually, you know, upload each of those interactions or correspondence. So, you know, where do you, you know, have uh, milestones or markers that, that you, you know, hope a, a, you know, customer or potential customer is going to see and say, ah, now, now I need a CRM.
0: Well, the good news is this answer is pretty simple. And I think folks can put their hammer and chisel away with some of these antiquated methodologies. And it's, as soon as you start going through any exercise, getting serious about your business, and when I say getting serious about your business, I don't even mean once you've filed for an LLC or once you've hung a shingle out in front of a storefront. If you're freelancing off the side of your desk for a passion project, you still need to track who you're having conversations with. You need a place to store those notes. You need to understand if we're advancing a deal from just kind of that initial discussion to we're preparing a quote. And a CRM helps you do all of those things. And one of the great things about HubSpot is we have free tools. You don't have to be a large, mature organization in order to be able to afford and make the most of HubSpot. Now, that's not to say all of our tools are free. If you want to unlock some really powerful advanced automations or reporting features or all those kinds of kind of uh, really tactical elements Yeah, maybe there's going to be some paid requirements here. But if we're talking about just needing to be able to know who our customers are, understand how we're talking with them, see if our deals are progressing appropriately, every business needs something like that. And there's wonderfully cost effective ways to go about doing so.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up cost uh, because... You know, HubSpot is, you know, similar to some other, you know, competitor CRMs uh, when businesses, especially on the smaller side. And, and, I you know, I talk about smaller side now, but truly some of the biggest customers that we've had, you know, tens of millions of dollars. In fact, some are over the hundred or one hundred and fifty million dollars in business. And we start talking about CRM. And that's one of the first things that comes up is, oh, man, it's going to be so much money. And, you know, one of the things that that your role is so critical for a company like us here at, at Tag and the Able Group is that um, you help us, you know, provide tools and, and get over some of those misconceptions. What, from your role, you know, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges to adoption?
0: Well, I think, you know, cost is certainly always top of mind for any organization. You know, it it needs to be an investment. It needs to not just be a cost center. And one of the most important things that you and I can do in our conversations with prospects is meet them where they are. You know, We don't want to over-prescribe a software just to get a deal. We want to look at this long-term uh, horizon and say, hey, if we can get somebody exactly what they need today to take that next step, it grows their business, it creates additional services, opportunities for tag, creates additional software opportunities for HubSpot, everybody wins in the long run. So it starts with just making appropriate recommendations and HubSpot's pretty excellent at being adaptive to those things. So we've talked about the five different hubs. So it's the CRM at its core, but we have our marketing hub, our sales hub, our service hub, our CMS hub, and our operations hub. Maybe somebody doesn't need all five of those things, or maybe they need a free tier in one and they need a top level enterprise tier in another We can modify what approach we're making with that organization to sort of meet them where they are. And the thing that I think often gets overlooked too is people think about the software cost only, but not necessarily about that total cost of ownership. And what I mean by that is some tools are unbelievably powerful, but they require you to have an admin on your staff or perhaps a very expensive contractor to be able to manage the day-to-day operations, user permissions, set up these reports, build out this field where HubSpot, we're talking for the most part, drag and drop functionality and things that anybody on a standard marketing or sales team is going to intuitively understand pretty readily and be able to hit the ground running with.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there uh, on, in all, on all those fronts. Um, it, what, one thing talking about the cost of ownership, what uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about is uh, what does it cost not to do this, not to have something, and and having uh, you know not just the reports that you're talking about that are you know standard available uh, in in HubSpot, sometimes even on the free level. Um, <laughs> but it's just making sure that those deals don't fall through the cracks. It, it's simple, simple things like setting tasks to remind you to follow up with somebody in two months or, um, or to make sure that a deliverable is supposed to be due at this time. or you know to check a press release that's scheduled to come out for a certain week. or you know any of those simple things that are going to be important to you know, you, your business, but also your customers. You couldn't be more
0: right. Those opportunity costs are huge. And I think I'm allowed to share this. Uh, Avenson Young is one of our largest customers. And before us, they uh, worked with a competitor. They have a big blue logo. You probably know who they are, pretty popular in the space. Uh, They had roughly a 20% adoption rate, over 1,000 plus employees while they were, were with that competitor. Less than six months into their relationship with HubSpot, that adoption rate was over 90%. So you think about that ease of use, you think about the expense that they were incurring to have a similar product that nobody was willing to engage with, that can be a really souring experience for leadership because they aren't able to make informed decisions because they're missing this huge data set. It's an unpleasant experience for the sales team because they've obviously decided that they don't want to use this tool that's frustrating. And now you turn the corner, make this you know new strategic choice to operate with HubSpot And to see those adoption rates speak for themselves in such a short period of time is a really powerful story to be able to tell.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Talk a little bit more about that, because actually, you know, I feel that that is one of the things. I, if not, not the only thing certainly, but one of the most important parts of of using HubSpot is actually the ability to have people adopt um, adopt the tool and use it every day for their role. And you talk about the different hubs and sales hubs and marketing hubs, operation hubs, uh, and then to work across platform. Talk a little bit about the support that you know HubSpot provides to. Increase and improve uh, adoption?
0: Yeah. So uh, it really boils down to a phrase you'll see on our collateral all over the place. And it's a term crafted, not cobbled. And effectively, what that means is everything developed within the HubSpot ecosystem was built by our team on the same platform. And what you'll see a lot of competitors do is identify, oh, we don't have this particular functionality or this feature within our software set. They'll go acquire a company that's already doing that really well and bolt that feature onto their service. There's some positives there, right? Like you can go to market a little bit faster. You don't need to develop it out. You just found a good solution and you tacked it on top of yours. But the problem with that is it can lead to some clunky UI and UX. You may need to manage multiple logins. You have to worry about data integrity because now we're passing information between systems that allegedly are the same from the outside but are functionally different on the back end at a code level. And at at HubSpot, you know, we identify that same missing component. It might take us a little bit longer to bring it to market, but we've developed that in-house. And what really becomes beneficial there is, say we want to push a new feature for our service hub. Well, it's all on the same platform. So if we develop this new feature for service hub, and there's benefits for the other hubs, it gets pushed live across all of them because we have the ability to do that from our unified code base. And you think... um, Well, let's just pretend that we're uh, a net new customer, right? I'm a prospect and I've just come to company A's website for the first time, or I want to interact with Tag. So I check out Tag's site. I fill out a contact form, ask somebody to reach me. But while I'm waiting for somebody to reach back out, I've looked at a couple other pages. I've checked out a case study and I've downloaded a white paper. All right. Marketing's done its job, right? We bought this person into the top of the funnel. Now we're handing it over to the sales team. Because we're in this unified platform, sales team takes a look at that contact record. They see, okay, uh, the page they looked at was our industry expertise for SaaS. And the white paper they downloaded was for how to maximize their SEO. Okay, now as a salesperson, I'm going to deliver a really curated experience in this sales call because I know that they likely care about SaaS and I know that they likely care about SEO. So because we did such a great job presenting this opportunity to this prospect, They join on, they become a customer. Now it's being handed over to our operations team. Well, guess what? Same contact record. So that operations team now takes a look. They can see exactly what was in that contract. They can see the email correspondence back and forth between the sales team. And they talked about timeline in those correspondence. So now the operations team knows exactly when they're expected to have this delivered by. And we just created so much efficiency for that internal operation because all these things are being stored in that same record. There's no chance or opportunity for these things to fall through the cracks because we all got it in one place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think that's a really important piece to point out. And and I so going back to what we talked a little bit about earlier is that, you know, sometimes that can kind of feel overwhelming, you know, as you're getting started and you're presenting that case to a net new customer. What does, you know, from your perspective, your role, what does, you know, the agency partnership, uh, you know, platform and project from HubSpot look like? And and why is that so important? Because, you know, the Able Group, we are an agency partner, uh, a certified partner now. You know, what does that look like uh, for a net new customer and how does that help them?
0: Yeah, it really creates a tremendous amount of value for uh, an organization or a company when they take HubSpot. But HubSpot's just a tool, right? Like we can give you all of the features and functions in the world, but somebody still has to get their hands dirty and do the work. Somebody still needs to set up the operational and strategic vision for what this project is going to look like. And working with a partner like Tag, who not only has the expertise from a marketing and sales side and can bring tons of services and skill sets to bear, but they also have worked with companies like that particular prospect, or they've done implementations for HubSpot before, you know, they can help anticipate what some common pitfalls are and make sure that people are set up for success. The other really tremendous benefit about working with a partner like Tag is HubSpot has uh, a lot of positives, right? But we've scaled a ton over the years, and we're a pretty big company now. So when you interact with us, you're going to get industry recommended best practices from the HubSpot team, but it might not be curated directly to your specific organization. Everybody has their own wrinkles, special specialties, things that require a more nuanced or curated approach. And by having a long-term relationship with a partner like TAG that sure gets all of the technical requirements that HubSpot requires, but also understands the intricacies and the nuances of your particular organization, just helps create some synergy and marries those two things really nicely to make sure that you know we're driving ROI, we're increasing the performance, saving time, all the things that cause somebody to look at a CRM like HubSpot in the first place. Tags a huge part of that.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. those are some kind words, and we're we're thankful for the opportunity to to be in the program uh, with you guys because. Clearly we see the benefits of those things. Um, the other element is, you know, driving that adoption rate that we talked about and also, you know, helping the customer understand the information that they're now getting. Um, we had one, we had one client a couple of months ago, realized that they'd been in business for 20 years and didn't have Google analytics, um, you know, connected to their website. So, you know, now all of a sudden we're getting data. We didn't realize we had, we're getting information through, uh, the CRM that we had never even considered before, um, because they, you know, had, had somebody like us to not just implement HubSpot, but then go one step further to, to make checks on those things.
0: Yeah, it, it's an opportunity too for business owners to work on their business instead of in their business. And I think having an accountability partner or an agency just really focuses somebody on the strategic goals and kind of requires them to think, okay, here's where we were six months ago. What have we accomplished? Where do we want to be six months from now? And how do we get there? And working with somebody like you, Justin, just affords a business owner the opportunity to think about those things rather than putting out the fire that they're working on within their own company.
1: Yeah, and everybody knows, man. There are fires every day, so uh, you know, being able to you know take a step back every now and again and and view what's coming, you know, be able to project properly. And actually, I think one of the coolest things is being able to um, trust the data that you're seeing. Uh, it takes a little while, you know, especially when you plug HubSpot in for the first time, to really feel good about it. Uh, wh- you and I know, you know, it it's it, it's something that's real right out of the gate, but. Uh, it's really interesting uh, to watch that, um, those changes, right? When CEOs have to go to the board of directors or marketing directors have to go to the CEO and say, hey, this is actually what's happening and these are our recommendations and this is what we're going to do to improve it or double down on things, right? Because then maybe one of the campaigns that they nobody thought much of is actually performing really really well and, and needs some more investment.
0: And it never gets more important than around budget season, you know, because everybody is, there's only so many dollars to go around. And I think it becomes contentious sometimes because somebody thinks they're being taken from, or that they're not being allocated enough. And no wonder we can't be successful. And it becomes just this, this conflict between the CFO or the budget team and the, the owners of whatever those functions are within an organization. And the beauty of something like HubSpot is, We can start to empirically demonstrate some of these things that are historically more intangible. Think about a customer service team is a great example. Okay. We know how many calls we've gotten in, but we don't know how quickly we're resolving them. We don't know what the topics of those conversations are. And if we do know what those topics of conversation are, it's anecdotal, right? Like the owner was walking by the customer service desk. They heard somebody talk about a competitor that they needed their password reset or that this thing was broken. And we aren't looking at it from a robust granular big picture function. But now that we're collecting this data at HubSpot, continuing this customer service example, now do we not now we're able to identify, oh, we've heard that come up an awful lot in conversations. We should address something like this. Yeah. And we've addressed it, but there's still questions. So let's add it to our knowledge base or our FAQ. And oh, by the way, because we're more prepared to have this conversation, our resolution times have gone from. 48 hours to four hours. Now we're having a better customer service experience. And now when that CS lead goes to ask for some additional budget or needs another headcount within their org, they're able to justify all of the reasons that that's necessary because they can show what their success is rather than just, eh, I think we're doing a good job and our customers like us, we can show how those smaller things that aren't ordinarily tied to ROI are actually unbelievably impactful to the bottom line of a business or an organization.
1: Yeah. Actually you bring up a couple of good points there because I, you know, not only is it the ability to service the potential, you know, concern in a more rapid fashion, but that also, you know, turning a concern into an opportunity uh, is actually one of the least expensive ways to, to grow the business too. and, and, on customer service sides, um, a lot of times you see, uh, you know, the highest rate of sales too. So if, if somebody can, you know, feel good, you know, be empathetic, um, understand, come, come up with a, the proper solution at the right time. Now there's an opportunity to do more with them and it, turn that potential, you know, pissed off comment on Facebook into a, 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 a an Instagram post and an image saying how great things are.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the reason people love two-star reviews. You know, you don't want to get too many of them, but it creates an opportunity to be authentic and demonstrate your value as a brand. So, you know, by tracking these things, by being able to see your mentions, by being able to take a peek at the latest reviews, somebody left you on Facebook, it, it gives you this chance to, Not only hear the good news, you know, sometimes you need to understand, oh, we made an error here. And sometimes it's something dumb, right? UPS delivered the package one door down. You couldn't have done anything about it. And somebody's just had a rough day and they're going to complain. But sometimes it is something you could do a little bit differently. And you get the opportunity to extend your hand, let them know you take it seriously and create a really stellar customer service experience.
1: I couldn't agree more there. So, you know, we talked about the five hubs. We talked about how to get started. We talked about, you know, how to, uh, you know, understand milestones and benchmarks and adoption. There's so much going on at HubSpot. What, what's next? What can, what can you talk about?
0: So I think that there's two things that are really driving the future direction of HubSpot. Number one is we want to be this total full office solution for an organization. And when we started, that was just marketing. And shortly after that, sales came along. And shortly after that, CMS came along so that people can develop their sites within the platform too. And Service Hub is is not necessarily new to HubSpot, but the investment and the time and the capabilities have really been a point of focus over the past few months. And I think will continue to be through 2022. And the reason behind that is recognizing that value of, growing a customer you have and the power they have to be a referral source for an organization is a great way to grow revenue rather than having to fight tooth and nail against all your competitors to add one more person to your mailing list. And I think we'll continue to see those tools continue to be improved upon and really become a core focus to make sure you know we are able to handle that total customer life cycle from somebody becoming that prospect to a long-term promoter or your brand. And the other piece that we're focusing on is moving up market. People have really thought of HubSpot as this small to mid-sized business solution. And that's still true. We're really excellent in that space, but we were named a leader in the Gardner magic quadrant as an enterprise solution. And I think you're going to keep seeing us push further and further into these larger orgs as our um, features and functions continue to improve and grow. I think, it's funny we're there in many respects functionally but yep. because our reputation is historically been in the smb space folks aren't necessarily adopting at as high of a level up until this point as the features would allow them to and that's starting to shift and gartner naming us the leader is a really big you know third party validator around that and yeah. the floodgates are already starting to open up as we go after those you know 200 500 uh, person you know multiple thousand employee organizations and we're going to continue to see that trend grow
1: that's exciting man well uh, you know it's been great having you on board having you really as an extension of the the tag team and appreciate your support through all of our growth and and our customers growth so thank you very much
0: yeah thanks again for uh, having me on and looking forward to chatting business again soon
1: i know man maybe we make this uh, a regular thing love it let's do it. <laughs> all right You have been listening to The Inspectations Podcast.
0: On behalf of your host, Justin Starbird, and our guests today, thank you for listening. To learn more about The Inspectations Podcast, our guest, or the Abley Group, please
1: visit us at www.ableygroup.com. Be sure to keep inspecting what you are expecting.